What's going on? Hey! Yeah! It's Jay the Entertainer. Check it out. If things ain't been going your way, don't be so quick to give up. Sometimes all you gotta do is switch it up. If you want something different, you gotta do something different. It's time to rebrand yourself. Come on. Welcome to the Transformation Project Podcast. I am one of two. I am one of your hosts. I am Jay, the Entertainer McGowan. I am here with my partner in business. I ain't gonna say crime because we we ain't doing no crime. This is my this is my partner in business. Yes, in getting going and getting it. Anyway, yeah. I'm here with my partner, and I'm gonna let him introduce himself. Go ahead. But I'll tell you something, Jay, man. That song get me fired up, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, I'm already in my in my lane. I ain't gotta rebrand new myself. I feel like doing something new just because I hear that song. <laughs> <laughs> it's a powerful song, man. But I'm yeah, Daryl Coach D. Andrews, the virtual motivator, man. I'm an author of several books, you know, how to find your passion and make a living at it, reinvention, the pathway to job search success, the purpose living teen, the teen's guide to living your dream. Uh, reinvention, man. I mean, we got books. We got, and we're writing a few more now, man. I've been a consultant, coach, and trainer for 20 plus years. Been in thousands of, of corporations, Fortune 500s. I always tell people that said, you know, Walmart flew a brother down on their private jet. Yes, <laughs> to yes, speak to yes, all yes, they yes. senior managers, absolutely worldwide. Oh, you know, wow. and I th- and sometimes I think about that and I say, man, I'm from the projects of Syracuse, New York. <laughs> you know, and these folks absolutely. got us. So you know, you brothers know what I'm talking about, man. We, yeah. you know, we've had a life of uh, vision, a life of purpose. But it was all intentional. So as we do this podcast, that's what we want people to be intentional about their dreams, their goals, transforming themselves, man. And I'm just honored to be your co-host, man. And definitely, like you said, not your partner in crime, but your partner in purpose. Yeah, <laughs> you know there it saying? is, man. You know, yeah. and, and it's funny because I'm listening to you, you know, mm. running through some of your your mm-hmm. your accolades and some of your credibility there. I'm thinking, I I, I think I know what it is now. I think. Yeah. I'm I'm a lot of sizzle and my boy, my man Coach D is the steak, <laughs> and I know you got sizzle too. You got a lot of that, but I'm like I'm like what am I what am I supposed to say after that? But oh yeah, I sold some records, but uh, you know, but no man, I'm just I'm yeah, just no, kidding. No, we both no. bring a lot. You, you to the got table. the juice, brother. It's sitting there behind you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. But anyway, so again, Coach D, J A K A J McGowan, A K A J the Inter Trainer. Uh, I just feel like I got to say it for the ones that don't know. Uh, whoop, there it is. Come on, ride the train. Space Jam. Mm. You know, you know, you know. Tootsie yeah. Roll, 25 million records sold. And I am, a, it's a blessing to be on this podcast with my my, my co-host. And yeah. we're making it happen. And every week, we are going to be yeah. talking transformation, <laughs> pivoting. We're going to be talking about rebranding, reinvention. 
I mean, you want to, you, you definitely want to be a part of this. You want to subscribe to the podcast. And matter of fact, last week we had Pierre on, man. That was just, oh, that, that was, was crazy, he, he hit that man. thing out the park, man. He hit it he out, hit the, out park. the park. And then the week yeah. before that, we had Rachel on talking about time management. You know, yeah, I use a lot of those principles that Rachel talked about. So yeah. that helped me yeah. greatly. So if you haven't listened to those episodes, go back and listen to those two episodes. But on this one today, you know, today. That, hey, today, baby. Last week, Daryl had mentioned uh, a gentleman that actually hooked me and, you know, that he hooked Daryl and I up. And he's the one that introduced us to each other. And Daryl mentioned him. And then we got off the uh, podcast and we said, you know what? We got to get Victor on. Victor K, Victor, we, we got to get him on. Victor is a, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to go through some, you know, what Victor does, but Victor's the person that Victor and Daryl went to college together. And I, I don't even want to tell the story because I want Daryl and Victor to do that. But Victor, yeah. man, Victor's a good friend of mine. Victor, Victor and I have been friends for, oh my goodness, 20, 25 years. We've been friends. And, you know, Victor, Victor's, Victor's done some amazing, amazing things. And he's had to rebrand and, uh, reinvent his career and his life multiple times. And, oh, I know. And I don't, and I don't even want to talk about all the stuff he's done because I want him to do it. But there's one that I just got to throw out there. Victor is the person that discovered Mandy Moore. Mandy's went on to sell tens of millions of albums. She's a huge uh, star actress. And Victor is actually responsible for discovering Mandy Moore. So without further to do, <laughs> I want to just introduce our co uh, our, our guest this uh this week, Mr. Victor K. What's up, Vic? What's up? What's up? What's up? How you doing? Yeah. Oh, hey. Oh, I'm on. Hey, I'm on here with some some guys that's you know y'all y'all up there. You know what I mean? Y'all did some amazing things. Y'all did some amazing things, and um, hey, I'm happy to be on the show with y'all right now. But uh. Victor K, Vic K, Big Vic. They, I mean, I got so many names in the music industry. Um, so back in the day, they used to call me Big Vic because I was kind of, you know, had some size on me. Kind of like Daryl, but not, not as big as Daryl. But, but, you know, he had that. <laughs> Both big, you know. Back yeah, then. But, um, yes, sir. But uh, so I, I, I had to rebrand myself multiple times. Uh, like Jay said, I discovered Mandy Moore. I worked on B2K, 3LW, uh, Genuine, the Barbershop soundtrack. Uh, artist by the name of Sarah that nobody probably never heard. She was actually, she probably would have been the first Caucasian female rapper that would have been big, but something happened they, with the label. They actually, actually got rid of our whole department. So they dropped a lot of artists and, you know, she never uh, came out. But, um, hey, hey and now don't I forget actually started my own company, which is Artist Complete. And I do uh, artist consulting, you know what I mean? So okay. y'all talk about processes. I talk about processes with these up and coming artists all the time. You know what I mean? Like they don't have a process. So it's like you got to actually show them step one, step two, step three, step Absolutely. four, you know, to get there. So yeah. And I just wanted to so throw this. I just wanted to. No, no, no. no that's what we. That's what we want you to do. I just and I didn't mean to jump in there, but I. I, I wanted to because you. To me, you, one major uh, thing that you did, in my opinion, to become an A and R for a major record label. Victor was A and R at Sony uh, Records, 
and Epic Records for a while, and that's major. And that's and Victor shaped a lot of. He named a lot of artists that he, you know, personally worked on. But just as a side thing, Victor worked on all the artists on the label and Epic. You know, Michael Jackson, Sade. I mean, I can go on and on with all the artists that you know, w- was part of that label at the time that Victor was an A&R. So I just wanted to, I feel like I said, I got to throw that in there. Victor, that A&R thing is huge, huge. man. People, that's, yeah, that's huge. a dream for people to become an A&R for a major record label. Yeah. 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 Let me say this too, if I can, I just want to chime in. And this is more on a personal note. Um, as we, we're going to get more out of, we're going to, we're going to milk you, bro. We're going to fall that wisdom out of you today. So you can share it with the people. <laughs> but, um, but I just want to say personally, man, you know, um, I'm proud of him, man. I'm, pr- I'm proud of what you've done, man. Because, you know, when we were all at Cheney University, CU, <laughs> they see you yeah. for life, right, bro? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We all, we, all we all talked about dreams, man. Everybody back then was dreaming about something, you know? Yeah. And, um, and people were going to do this and people were going to do that. And and this is not a um, looking at anybody in any way and say people did not do certain things. But, man, it always makes my heart proud, man, when I see people we just young boys back then playing yeah. ball talking about what we're going to do and then all these years later you big dog with sony and created artists and i say that to say it's so powerful to have a dream but it's even more powerful when you execute upon it you know what i mean yeah, and, absolutely. And, and, and vic you executed upon it man you didn't just say yeah. i had a dream you know you went out there and you made it happen so i just if i can ask a question jay i just like to ask yeah. what was it like man you left college and you went out what was your journey like man talk to us about you about your journey you know um, from, from you know getting the ball rolling and getting to kind well, of today you know so 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 i can say the good thing about cheney yeah uh the good thing about it is it actually kept me in that area for a minute because yeah. when i left because i don't know if you remember uh the i left like mm-hmm. early I, I think i yep. did like two years and then i i left yeah. some things yeah. happened yeah mm-hmm. i ended up yeah. um I ended up staying in um, like Morristown, New Jersey, with my cousin, one of my mm-hmm. cousins, um, Tyrone. Back, mm-hmm. you know, back then, and um, Tyrone was friends with uh, this guy named Tony Palmer that owned Mahorn's Nightclub. You remember that Mahorn's mm-hmm. Nightclub? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I end up, I end up going there and um, being a, a bouncer. I was a bouncer. <laughs> yeah, at Mahorn's, yeah. I was a bouncer. Yeah, you. Yeah. And I remember on Sunday nights, man. They would bring in different artists. Different artists would come perform, you know, Onyx, different artists, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, I don't know, man, I just got that music, the music bug kind of hit me a little bit. And um, so yeah. I started hanging around my cousin, we in Philly. He was friends with P. Diddy, like they was real good friends. Mm. I don't know if you ever read, ever read uh, P. Diddy book, but he always talked about this guy that stole his girlfriend at Howard University. <laughs> It was actually my cousin Tyrone. <laughs> so Diddy was like, Diddy was basically like, I gotta meet this guy because he stole my girl. He gotta be somebody. <laughs> so they end up being, they end up becoming friends and doing, you know, some business together. And I remember, uh, I remember they had the remember the Greek picnic in Philly. Oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, so, I was there every year. <laughs> yeah. So one summer, I think that was. 1991 maybe mm-hmm. i think it was 1991 they had a greek picnic and my cousin me and my cousin went and met uh he did it and his his friends back then at uh at a, at a hotel in philly and um 
Yeah. I remember because I, I had bald my head. See, my head been bald all the way since 19, 1989 because my cousin was like, cuz, you need to bald it out. I think I was one of the first ones that brought bald heads back, back in 1989. And I actually could grow hair, but I yeah. didn't. So yeah. I remember my cousin was like, uh, I don't know what made me bring my clippers with me or whatever. But we was in a hotel and Dita was like, man, I meant to ball my head out because everybody in the crew had bald heads at that time. <laughs> so my cousin was like, well, my cousin Victor, you know, he can cut your hair, he can cut it off. <laughs> so I ended up, I remember shaving up Diddy head. If I, if Diddy, if I, we were sitting next to Diddy right now, I'd say, you remember in Philly, back at the Greek picnic, I had bald your head out in the hotel. He would remember that. He would be like, wow, that was you? Yeah, that was but oh, that's, being around that, that 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 gave me, you know what I mean, gave me that drive. I was like, man, I want to be in the music industry. This is, this is, yeah. this is nice. So that yeah. that's so, not so that's not what so that's not so so Victor real quick. So when you came out of college, you're saying that was kind of rebranding because you it wasn't your plan to be in the my music industry. My plan was to be a football player. Okay, <laughs> my, my that was all that was, that was all of our plan. <laughs> my dreams was to go to the NFL, but it didn't happen that way. So I was like, hey. I ended up being a bouncer. Then I was, you know, I got the little music bug. Okay. I ended up being Diddy, you know, hanging around with my cousins, you know, being in the studio in Philly called Sigma Sound Studio. Mm -hmm. It just made it a, a historical museum type of thing. So Sigma Sound is going to be there forever. They can't even get rid of it now. Yeah. But um, so in that process, me being in that studio, I ended up meeting David McPherson, which ended up being my boss later on in life at Sony. But David was an intern at Mercury Records. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's so 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 when y'all saying processes, when you talk about processes, I, I always say God put me on a process. Mm -hmm. He he led me from here to here to here to here to here. And yeah. it's all about networking and meeting the right person. Come on, man. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. From there, I end up, uh, man, it's crazy because I end up going back home to Florida, meeting this producer, meeting this girl that sang, and I kind of like, I sent this stuff to David. This is funny now. Y'all going to gonna laugh off of this. I remember sending this. No, I didn't, actually, I never sent the music to David. Because David ended up going from Mercury to Jive Records. Just to let y'all know who David McPherson is, who ended up being my boss at Sony. David is the guy that signed the Backstreet Boys deal. When everybody, look, when everybody, when everybody turned them down, David was the one that facilitated, we need to sign the Backstreet Boys. Okay. But all the major labels turned them down. Matter of fact, when David was at Mercury, he got the Backstreet Boys signed to Mercury. The, the CEO of Mercury, the, well, the president at Mercury at that time said the Backstreet Boys was horrible. He actually <laughs> paid them $16,000 to release them for the label. Mm. And then what happened, David went from Mercury to Jive. So when he went to Jive, he pitched to Clive Calder, hey, we need to sign the Backstreet Boys. And that's basically how that whole thing happened with the Backstreet Boys. Oh my! And that's and that's that's hundreds of millions of records. Hundreds of millions. Hundreds. Hundred. and thirty million is that? hundred and thirty million <laughs> records from the Backstreet Boys, and I mean it sounds like. And again, Daryl, I want you know def definitely jump in. But it sounds like 
you it was a lot of and and, and Daryl and I talk about this, but it was a lot of pivoting. It's a lot of rebranding. It's a lot of yeah. and not being discouraged. Like you know, like like even using David for example. You know, mm-hmm. probably taking the Backstreet Boys into Mercury, being all excited and now having to pivot. And that's to me is a story on pivoting and not giving up on your dreams and not giving up on things. Sometimes you have to just rearrange them a little bit, but you don't have to give yeah. up on them. And, and, and I think the lesson in that, in that is not being so stuck to one thing like you and Daryl, not being so stuck on football and being able to pivot. Because if not, both of you guys will still be trying to make it to the NFL. We're still, we're still. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get tryouts. <laughs> trying to get tryouts. <laughs> trying to get tryouts. But, but let, me, let, me, let me say something real quick, because I think this is so important. When we talk about transformation, when we talk about branding, when we talk about pursuit of dreams, there's a critical component that you just talked about. And I want you to talk about it a little bit more. I, I um, in my book, How to Find Your Passion and Make a Living at It, I have this thing called the magnetic effect. And right. what, we, what we talk about is a passionate person pursuing their passion. And just like a magnet to metal, resources, connections all come your way. See, you pursued your passion. And then you start meeting David McPherson. You know, you start meeting right. the city. So let's talk about environment, man. You, it's hard to achieve these dreams unless you connected and in the right environment. You talk about it with networking. So how important is that, man? But you know, also you got to pursue it. You know, you pursued it, and then all those resources start coming, man. But how is important is it to be in that environment, man? And and even if you're just getting in, getting to know folks for a little bit, you know, as far as pursuing your dream and goals. Yeah. 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 So, so when you're saying being, you got to put yourself in the right environment. Yeah. Look, if you want to be, let's think about it. If you want to be dealing with stocks and all that, you need to be where, where everybody know that. Where stocks big, big at? Yeah. In New York, right? Wall yeah. Street. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's right. If you want to be an actress, you can't be in. You know, whatever, yeah. Middleton, Tennessee, saying I'm gonna be an You got, you got to move to LA or New York or Come on Miami or wherever that, yeah. you know, yeah. wherever it's at. It's big at, right? Yep. So in in the music industry, you know, back then New York was the place. It's like New York. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But you got to be around a studio too. If you want to be an artist, you got to find a way to get around a studio and and meet people, meet producers, meet engineers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. That's that's real important. You can't be around negative people that don't see your dream. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. So yeah, that's that's huge. Being in the right environment and putting yourself, in, you know, in the right place at the right time. But hey, sometimes look, most of the time is yeah. I always tell people because I'm real, you know, big on religion. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, man, it's God putting you in the right place at the right time too. Yeah, yeah. But I know you have free will not to be talking about. I hear religion. you, man. No. No, no, no. That's your heart with religion. It's all good. It's the truth. It's yeah. your steps being in order. Yeah, your steps being in order. Yeah. yeah, but that's big. But the thing about it is, is you gotta you gotta pursue it. You know what I mean? You if you really want it, you gotta you gotta pursue it because I just show I just told y'all the short part of the story. I didn't tell y'all the part where I was homeless for like three, four yeah. days. Yeah, yeah. Sleeping at the train station in Philadelphia. You know what I mean? It's it's a whole lot of parts. It's a whole mm-hmm. lot of stuff that happened that created the drive and the determination in me, you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Like my same cousin Tyrone stole a group from me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so that 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 and then they said, oh, he's young, he's young in this, and he don't really understand the business part of this, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. this was a true statement, but hey, you ain't gotta steal my group. But, <laughs> so yeah. so so what happened, it just it was just different things that motivated me that made me mm -hmm. wanted to wanted me to, to do it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I'm gonna tell you this. I use Jay name and I ain't I ain't even know Jay. We, like we didn't know each other personally, but all look, I remember I remember David saying to me, hey man, just mail it to me. I'm like, well, I don't want to mail it to you. Cause this is one thing I did remember from my cousin Tyrone. You don't want to send none to nobody. You want to try to meet them face to face yeah, yeah. and talk to her, right? Mm. So I was like, look, David. Cause I had went back to Orlando. I said, David, look, I'm gonna be in New York on Wednesday. This was like the following week before that. I was like, I'm gonna be in New York on Wednesday, right? I got a meeting with Paris Davis. Paris Davis at that time, Jay will tell you, cause they, Jay actually knew Paris Davis. Cause I think that was, he was with Atlantic, right? Yeah, he, he ended up being with Atlantic. He started off at that. Yeah, he ended up being yeah. in Atlantic. Yeah. But anyway, so basically what I did is I, I how I set up the meeting with Paris, I told Paris that I was a friend of Jay McGowan. I knew Jay McGowan. Because this is what happened. Jay now was big. They was from Jacksonville, but they always living in Orlando. So I was like, yeah, you know, I know them. Da -da -da. So Paris ended up giving me a meeting based on I knew Jay McGowan, which I did that time. <laughs> you know what I mean? So then I used the meeting with Paris Davis to set up the meeting with David because David wanted me to send the material. And I'm like, look, I'm going to be in New York on Wednesday. I'm meeting with Paris Davis. I hadn't even set up the meeting yet, but I, you know, in my mind, I was like, I'm going to have a meeting with him. So I set the meeting up with David. And then what happened when I went back to Paris, I said, well, I'm going to be there Wednesday because I got a meeting with David McPherson at Jive Records. And I used Jay name and then boom, I had two meetings set up in New York. So and, and, and to be honest with you, that was pretty much my first time actually walking inside major, you know, big record labels at that time, major record labels. So that that kind of sparked the energy, too. You know what I mean? So I knew that I knew that music was what I wanted to be in. That yeah. was that was my real passion. And yeah. Jay'll tell you, I went away from music for like 14 years and it just it came back, man. It's just like, you know, what I mean, so yeah. I had to rebrand after that because I went into sales for 14 years. 14, 15 years, and then, you know, just something happened, man. These current events happened, and then I was like, you know what? I want to be happy again. I want to do music. Yeah. That's what I love doing. So I had to rebrand myself, and I had to, you know, I had to understand what's going on now in the music industry, which is totally different now than it was back then, because now you got streaming, you got social media, so many different components that's, 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 to these young kids, they look at, oh, it's, oh, I'll just go online and do social media and da da da, and I'll blow up. It's mm -hmm. a whole, it's, it's different processes to it, but it's totally different than it was back then. So I had to rebrand. I had to start researching and reading and understanding of what streaming is and how you get paid from streaming and how you do this, and how you do that. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. that's well, that's listen, big. What listen, you guys Coach are doing, Z, what Coach Z, about is big, and mm -hmm. I know it's. Yeah. It goes further than just music. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you want to be an actor, if you want to be a lawyer, if you want to be a, 
a teacher, everything. Whatever. It's a process. Yeah, and whatever. It's got to be a dream and a passion for you. You Absolutely. know, Philly, something, man. I'm listening to you, and and this is just I'm a, I'm gonna make an observation. I don't know if it's a question that maybe we can roll with, but there's something something similar about people who want to do these things as far as reinvention, rebranding, pursuit of dreams. That's so unique, and that's just their desire, their ability to take risk. You, you know what I mean? Like it's hard to achieve a dream if you want to live in a comfortable spot. You gotta get a little uncomfortable. Am I am I correct, gentlemen? You gotta absolutely. you gotta be un, you gotta be comfortable with discomfort. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You gotta be you gotta be you gotta be. Let me say, have you ever heard of the guys? Um, the chicken soup guys, Jack uh, Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So I, I'm in their book, Chicken Soup for the African American. So. And I'm proud to say my story is one of the top stories in that book. Lisa okay. Nichols got me in. She's the one that authors, right? So I flew out to California, out where the, where the celebrities are, my man, Vic. You know, out to Bel Air, because they had the book release in Bel Air at this mansion in Bel Air, right? Wow. And so yeah. I'm walking in there, man, all these celebrities up in there. It was crazy for this chicken soup book release, right? And so I meet with um, Mark Victor Hansen. Now, keep in mind, these guys have sold 200 million books. Let's look at the 200 million chicken Whoa. soup. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah that's a lot. That's a lot of chicken soup. <laughs> you know? Yeah, a whole lot of chicken soup. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And yeah. so I, I asked Mark, and Mark is a no-nonsense guy. He's like, you don't know with him. Like I, I was trying to connect with him. He said, well, well, you can do three mil on the weekend and call me up. I said, yeah. well, when I get there, I'll call you. <laughs> <laughs> He ain't got time for you if you know doing all that other stuff. But I said, man, what was the secret to y'all's success? Said, Let me tell you something. He said, nobody was taking our book, man. We we were we were you know we were trying to get the book out there. Nobody. And then so we're at this book fair, like American Book Association. And he said, we found out there was like a private room for all the big the folks that's going to really sell some books the big deal like they had the big conference area down for all the other little folk but yeah. the big big the big the big one was up and we found out there was this elevator that took you up there right so wow. so we grabbed a bunch of our books and we found our way to that elevator and we went up in that room and it was like only about 20 book authors there and we found there was one table that had, you know, was clear and he said we wouldn't set our books up, <laughs> our books up there. Yeah, it acted like we were supposed to be there. And then it is. You know what I'm saying? He said, and so one uh, one publishing company came over and said, "You guys must be pretty important to be up here." They like, "Yeah, we are." <laughs> 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 they know that they snuck up there, right? But here's the thing: that publisher took them on, and 200 million books later, we're talking about. Wow. Yeah, that's people that's huge. who are. Achieve seem to have this thing where they're willing to take crazy. Now I'm not trying to sell folks you got to sneak into like private rooms <laughs> yeah, yeah. to achieve your dreams. Yeah. But how I want I'm asking this to both of you. How important is it to take risk, man? You know well, yeah, mean? that's what I and, I and that's what I heard yeah. Coach D when that when uh Victor was talking. Yeah, you know one of the things that and you and I we talked about this last week is remember yeah. Victor was actually talking about a lot of obstacles that yeah. that was was there. But guess yeah. what? He didn't see any of them because remember, like I said last week, the obstacles are there to keep the people that really don't want it out. They're not there Mm -hmm. for you. And Mm. Victor saw those obstacles and Victor just went around them. Even being homeless, that was nothing. That was part of the process. He didn't. Now, being homeless would stop a lot of people. 
Yeah. That'll yeah. just derail some people. But it didn't do yeah. that for me because he felt like this is part of the process. I got to be, hey, it's just what it is. It's yeah. not going to stop me and I'm going to keep moving. So what I heard yeah. in Victor when he was talking, he kept throwing up all these hurdles and obstacles and walls. And then he and it, and it and he's smiling the whole time as he's talking about it because he's constantly going around, going over and going through yeah. these things. And it's like it. He's, it's just a byproduct of his conversation because he wasn't even. He's like, yeah, I was homeless, and then, and I went through yeah. that, and then, and yeah, this person, they, I couldn't, I didn't have a meeting, and I didn't know, yeah. I didn't know Paris Davis, I didn't know Jay, <laughs> and I just, and you, you notice how he just keeps pushing forward towards the goal That's it. with all those obstacles there, because I'm telling you, another individual going through that same thing, those hurdles and obstacles would have stopped them dead in their tracks. In their track and disqualified them, as you, as you disqualified. said. Disqualified. And I love that. I don't think he was saying last week, he said, you know, obstacles are a way of, what, how you say it, brother? Like, it's going to either disqualify you or qualify you. I'm paraphrasing. So they're there to kind of decide who's going to get it and who's not going to get it. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. If the obstacle shuts you down, you ain't going to get it. Absolutely. But if the, obstacle, if the obstacle you look at it as something to kind of go around and all that, then you qualify. Am I, am I saying that right, brother? I know that's no, no. That, right. That's that's that, that's exactly yeah. what it is. It's it's either going to propel you, or it's or it's going to stop you. It's gonna it's gonna push you, and you're gonna just step on the obstacle and use it as a as like a like a stair step almost. Yeah. You step on the obstacle and it and, and it yeah. lifts you up, and some people. The obstacle is like it, 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 it's it'll it'll debilitate them. It'll stop them completely in their tracks. They'll turn around and go back to the home. <laughs> go back to the Come home. Come on, man. Come on. And so listen, that's what. Listen, it, here's the thing. You know, when it comes to, the, when it comes to this thing with this with the obstacle, there's a, there's a book I talk about called Mindset, and in that book she talks about Dr. Carol Dweck talks about growth mindset and fixed mindset. And, and growth fixed mindset is when the obstacle comes, that's it. That defines everything. It could define something for the rest of my life. Yeah. But that fixed that growth mindset person, this is this is this is what they do. They say, "Oh man, I'm on the right path." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. Is exactly. I, I have an so I want to make a defining statement for this podcast so people can hear this clearly. If you're having obstacles in pursuit of your dream, you are right where you're supposed to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Gentlemen, am I right about that? Absolutely. You are no, right. You're, you're, you're 100% <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah right you're right where you're supposed to be. Les Brown says it like this. He said, taking risks is like jumping off a cliff and building your wings on the way down. Yeah, grow wings on the way down, baby. You got you to gotta figure it out as you do it. You got to yeah. build the airplane in the air. That's on, when you Bill. build it. Why you up there? <laughs> you better build it because if not, you coming down fast. You better build something. Grow some wings. Yeah. Build a plane. Yeah. Do something. And do you something. know something? I, yeah. I, I got. I want to kind of shift gears a little bit because I want to talk about. You know, now obviously we're we're coming out, not quite out, of a real big situation in this country, a pandemic, and and actually in the in the world, not just this country, uh, but anyway. Victor, how, like, how, what kind of pivoting, what kind of rebranding does it take for music, people in the music industry? How, what, like, it affected the music, like, like me. I can't go out and do concerts. I can't do things I used to do. So what advice do you give to up and coming artists uh, that are trying to 
break into the music industry during this time, like what kind of pivot do they have to do now? Well, this is this is the thing, right? So this what I this what I say because 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 think about it, artists that's coming up, you you're not gonna be doing no shows anyway because you knew nobody know about you. You know what I mean? Okay. So you should be actually focusing on your content. You know what I mean? Branding. I know y'all talk about branding a lot. Branding is real important. So you should be focusing on your brand. Like, I got to have a logo. You got to have a nice logo, right? You got to be thinking, I got to, this logo, I got to make, I got to brand it. I got to make it look good for my CD covers, for my merchandise, my t-shirts, stuff like that. So you can focus on your branding. You can focus on your, your music because that's real important. The music, the quality of your music. You know what I mean? And, and and what you saying, you know what I mean? Trying to create a hit record. So you should be recording a bunch of records because you ain't got nothing else to do right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially yeah. when it was really lockdown, lockdown, which I, I think they, some places they went back to lockdown, lockdown. So you should be focusing on your music, getting your music right, your branding, and then your strategy far as marketing, how you gonna market yourself. You know what I mean? Or trying to reach out to people that can help you with your marketing. You know what I mean? So it's it's, it's processes and steps that you got to take, and you should be focusing on that. Mm. And this and this is this is a little tidbit that I tell all artists: listen to your music that you're doing right now. Right? Go to Billboard.com, look on the charts, and look at the top. Let's say the top 50 artists on there. And listen to every one of those tracks, those music that they got out, they singles. If your music ain't on that level or sound like that, go back. <laughs> Keep rebranding your music until it sounds quality and, it, and you know that you got a record, you know, a real record. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Mm. So that's, I would say, basically just focus on your content more than anything right now. And then guess what? When it open up, you already set. You ready. You're ahead of the game. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, you're ahead yeah. of the game. Go ahead, Coach. You know, yeah, you know what, man? And so, again, and that, that's powerful information, but what I heard in there also, just again, for the, the average person listening, is you need to use this time wisely. You need to position yourself. You right. know what I mean? You know, like, if I'm, let's say I'm trying, I'm a job seeker. You know, what is, what's going on in my industry? You know what I mean? Where do I need to be networking? Maybe online, you know, uh, right. who, who's who's out there doing this work? I'm just trying to bring it into like for average, everyday person. Average person, yeah. Yeah, everyday person, man. What does my resume look like? You yeah. know what I mean? Is my yeah. resume tight? Is it saying the things that need to be said so that I can pursue this particular employment? You know, am I, check this out, going to the using the music scenario, am I looking at resumes online that's similar to my industry? Yeah. It's saying, okay, this person's resume looks like this and this person got this job over here. Maybe I need to critique it a little, little bit. You know, right. um, maybe now also, like you said, listening to the music. Um, maybe I should like on LinkedIn or places like that, reach out to people in the field that's doing it at a high level. Is actually say, listen, I'm not trying to get anything out of you. I just want to know how did how how did you do this? How did you get this in this career? What makes you a success? You can now send messages to anybody you connected with on LinkedIn. You right. know what you said, man, is applicable. Am I right, Jay? It's applicable Absolutely. in multiple marketplaces. Absolutely. Yeah. I think and 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 it's, and it's funny you say that, Coach D, because that's what I heard. The Go whole ahead. time Victor's talking, I'm thinking yeah. that can be used in any 
profession, any area, it, you have to use the downtime wisely. And, you know, I think the downtime is good. It gives you an opportunity yeah. to regroup. Because sometimes when we don't have downtime, we we leave a lot of these things out that need to be done. Because they need to yeah. be done regardless. You should constantly be updating your resume. You should be doing that anyway. It shouldn't take, you know, you shouldn't have to lose your job before you're updating your resume. That's right. right. Because you're constantly doing things. And, and I, I had a, I had somebody tell me, they were like, Jay, now that you are independent and entrepreneur, anything you do. So if I were to, like, I got, I do these online speeches and keynotes. He, this person told me, update your your employment history on LinkedIn with those events. Yep. And I was thinking, man, that's crazy. He was like, yeah, because what'll happen, somebody will look at your 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 resume and they'll see current things. They won't see, well, I've been working at this company since 2000 and 2000 to current. Yep. Uh, yeah. But I've yeah. done a whole lot of things in between that, but I didn't put it on there. So a little mm-hmm. advice to anyone that's listening, go to your LinkedIn and put current things. If you're on a podcast, if you're on a, if you do any type of webinar, put that down as experience because it's that, so people can understand what you're doing currently. Well, I'm about to go get yeah. my LinkedIn page. I'm about to put the co-host of the transformation. There you project. go. It's, 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 <laughs> hey, there it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's current That's experience. experience. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but you know what? Too like nobody should have any excuse on. Look, you got a lot of time to create whatever you want to create. Come on. You shouldn't have no excuse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You should, whether you're creating your own, you know, restaurant or whatever, your own business, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you had a whole lot of time <laughs> to figure it out. Because a lot of times people use, oh, I'm too busy. Yeah, you, you ain't can't be too now. busy right <laughs> now. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. whatever you want to do, you got to focus. And, and 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 Coach D, look, yeah. you let me tell you something, people. You know what your passion is. Yeah, you know what your passion is. I'm uh-huh. telling you. Yeah, everybody know what their passion is. Yeah. It's whether you're gonna pursue it or not pursue it. That's it. You know what I mean? That's Are it. Are you gonna let somebody else prevent you from doing it? Oh yeah, they'll talk you out. They'll business. talk you out of it. Yeah. Huh? They'll talk you out of your passion. Oh, come yeah, on. Now. They'll talk you out of your passion, man. Your passion, you trust me, you know what it is. Yeah. I, Cause I remember just a little bit. I remember when I was in sales and I'd be talking to these people and I'd give them a background of what I did in the past. And I remember this old lady, Miss Nancy, Miss Nancy Dotson. Miss Nancy said, Honey, you doing the wrong thing. This ain't this ain't your passion. Music is your passion. You talking about your passion. That's it. Hey, because- I remember, I remember she was like 69, yeah. 70 something years old or something. Mm. And, and, and funny thing, when she said that, it just triggered. I said, man, you know what? This there man, it is. she is so right. Mm-hmm. It's my music is my passion. So I got I gotta go back. I gotta pursue it. I gotta rebrand myself. That's it. You know what I mean? So like y'all saying, in any industry, you can rebrand yourself. And if it's if it's your passion, man, you just yeah. you gonna do it. You are gonna yeah. love it. Even even if somebody say, hey, I can only pay you thirty thousand. But yeah. guess what? It's you your passion. Because <laughs> you know more gonna come out of it in the end. Yeah. And, and you're going to wake up every day with a sense of significance. Listen, yes. there's this basketball coach named Larry Brown. He was the coach of the Philadelphia 76ers years ago yeah. when Allen Iverson was the coach. Yeah, Kansas. Yeah, 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 Kansas. Kansas. Check this out. Check this out. See, I, I love these. When I hear these quotes, man, they don't even know what they're saying is quotable. But when I hear it, because of the way my mind is wired, 
Yeah, it's a yeah, quote. It's yeah. a quote. You know, and so he was being interviewed by this guy, not interviewed, the guy, you know, who was walking to his, I don't know, his car to his office, and he had just signed a five-year, $25 million contract, right, yeah. with, with the Sixers. And so, man, he walked to this car, guy got the camera all on him. He said, Larry, is a how's it feel to know you're going to be working for another five years? He stopped, paused, looked back at the dude and said, man, work for another five years. He said, I ain't working for five Because <laughs> he doing what he loved he doing. doing what he, he said, man. Job. He said, this ain't work. He said, this ain't work. Yeah, he said, you work. working, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Man, when you working, doing what you love to do, it ain't work, man. You know what I mean? Us doing, us doing this stuff right here. You know what I mean? We all wired for this. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, we can we doing this off script. We ain't got we ain't got notes all around us. It's just who we are. It's our passion. Yeah, it's your passion. Yeah. It's your passion, man. It's your passion. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and, and you know, both of you guys inspire me. I just want y'all to know that. Y'all inspire me to keep going, keep fighting, yeah. keep dreaming. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I mean, like Jay said, I've been knowing Jay 20 some years. D, I, I've been knowing you 20 some years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Add up 30 years. Yeah, same thing. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's inspiring to see, you know, see you guys actually doing what you love doing. You know what I mean? And yeah. and, and I wanna and I wanna say something, guys, because you know, I, I I feel like there's somebody out there listening to us thinking, well, I would love to work in my passion. I would love to be operating in my passion. But I got bills, I got responsibilities, and you know, and I and I want to get your guys' take on this. But one thing I always tell people: while you're working, work towards your passion. There it is. While you're working, because I, I, I get it. Like everybody, yeah, we got we got responsibilities. We're not twenty anymore. Well, some people out there listening might be twenty, but a lot of people, you know, if you're not you're not a spring chicken, as we said, and you you've now gathered responsibilities, you have bills, you have kids, you have these things, and you feel like you can't work in operating your passion. But I'm gonna tell you, you know what? When you get off your job, if you work a nine to five, you know what? Make it nine to six and spend one hour working towards your passion. Because yeah. that hour of working on towards your passion will lead to possibly you working in your passion. Yeah, man. Listen, yeah. let me say this. Let me say this. I want to do, you know, you know, I'm a quote, man. So there's a couple things I think it's important to say. Yeah, what you're saying is spot on. And the reason why, you know, Victor, you mentioned about, you know, God, man, there's a scripture that says hope deferred makes the heart sick. And, and there's a lot of people, man, who are miserable inside man they go to work every day and they're frustrated yes now that's not living man that's not living and so even if i can't i need that check okay i'll take this stuff for a while but i'm working towards something man because we are all born with gifts inside of us man we all have something to contribute to society be it music be it speaking, be it cooking. You know what I mean? We lost B. Smith uh, a few years ago, the, the sister that owned the restaurants in New York, one of the best cooks, man. I remember I took my wife up to her restaurant. Boy, I'm telling you, I, I could eat there every day. That sister got some. She had some of the best soul food you ever wanted to taste. You know, that was her lane. And she would come out, meet with you, talk to you and all of that. So I think it's important because you do hear this term passion thrown around loosely a lot. And that is, yes, we have it. But like you're saying, like what I'm doing today, I didn't do, I, I worked in corporate America. Yeah. All right. And and when I got done from nine to five, from from seven to eleven, I was working on my passion. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Whoop! There it is. <laughs> yeah, there it is. You know what I mean? And I did that every day. 
and, and the first contract I went after, I wasn't even prepared for it, but I was sort of prepared because I was working on it from seven yeah. to 11. And so I'm sitting there meeting with all these folks that's decision makers talking like I got this full-blown curriculum and I didn't even have half that curriculum together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I've been working on it. So I had enough to get started. So the reality is you should always be working on your passion because as I said in my quote last week, uh, uh, you know, Jay, Jay, when I talk about Dr. Miles Monroe's quote, yes. where he says, you know, the greatest deposits on this planet are not found in the diamond mines of, 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 of Africa or the, the oil wells of Saudi Arabia. The greatest deposits on this planet are found in your local cemetery. Yeah, man. And in there, you have books that were never written, songs that were never sung, Artwork that never made it off the canvas of the mind of the originator. In there, you have potential that remains potential. We don't want that. We that's not our story, man. We want to we want to give our gift to society. You see, right. when I look at the back back there, man, what you did, see, that's a gift. We can all look back and we know them songs, man. You know what I mean? Long yeah. after you gone, we're gonna still be saying, Oh, yeah, they absolutely hey, they 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 play them songs to the day. You can walk in a gym, you can walk in a restaurant, you can walk. You know what I mean? You can be on the elevator and you'll hear, you know, Yo, whoop yeah. there it is or come on ride the train. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. classics, you know what I mean? Yeah. But if you would have sat on that gift, guess what? We wouldn't be talking about this today. Absolutely, man. We wouldn't even know that it exists. You know, uh, what you're talking about this young lady more, if you didn't see this 14-year-old girl and just look at this little girl, man, you saw this little girl and said, that's a girl with some potential. Now the yeah. world looking at her on TV, listen to a street. Man, you guys, you're an example of passion. You didn't sit on it. You did something towards it. So that's, that's my Absolutely, man. You gotta have the plan even if it's a sliver of time per day to open up that door. You got Absolutely. To. Well, listen, man, this has been, this has been awesome, man. We could go on two, three more hours talking about this. Yeah. And we yeah, got to yeah. definitely have you back, Victor, we gotta uh, have on, a, on another, yeah. on yeah, another thank episode. Thank y'all. No, we appreciate you yeah. coming on. I'm pretty sure, you know, people listening got something out of it. You know, the people that follow us, they, they you know, they're, they're note takers, they're doers, they're actioneers. They, they, they make it happen. So, you know, I'm pretty sure they'll be pretty thankful for having you on. And before we go, I know Coach D like to get everybody's final words. I'm going to let him do that thing. But I just want you to give you – I want to give you an opportunity, Victor, to tell us how – if anybody's out there listening, they know somebody that wants to be in the music industry. They know somebody – you know, everybody got a, a family member that sings, that – they know somebody and they're all trying to maneuver and get in the music industry. And I know what you're doing now is you're a consultant and you have clients that you coach, you mentor, you give strategies to. So how, and I know people are waiting for this. How can somebody get in touch with you to, 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 to talk about your services and, you know, connect with you? Yeah, you can, um, you can actually email me and um, send me your information you know what I mean? Send a little note, you know, what, what you need help in, you know, you know, whatever. Just send it to me. It's victor at artistcomplete.com. Victor at artistcomplete.com. All right. Victor at artistcomplete.com. Man, yeah. and, and how cool is it? Be, how cool is it to have a to have a industry inside of somebody that's done it, been there? You know, I know, listen. I know for a fact Victor knows tons of people. There and on another episode we're gonna talk about this. The Space Jam Two. Victor is instrumental on that with me in placing that 
and getting that to uh, Republic Records. But we'll, that's another story. We'll talk about it another day. But Victor knows so many people. He's so well-connected, and he has a wealth of knowledge. So please, Victor at ArtistsComplete.com. You know, yeah. now go ahead, Coach D. I'm sorry. I no, 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 up. no. You're fine, man. And listen, we're gonna put it out there. And I'm gonna encourage people to reach out to this brother. Listen, you, you listen, all of us, I mean, I have had to pay people, you know what I mean, to gain knowledge. You know what I mean? You, you, if you sometimes to be able to learn and to grow, you know, for a coach or for a consultant, all people who do great things with their lives do it. It's just a part of who it is. Actors pay acting coaches. I mean, things like that. So definitely do that. But I want to just leave you with something, man, because all of us understand what this quote, again, I'm a quote guy that I want to share um, because this all starts with our thinking, man, and the way we see things. And, and the way we think is going to decide either if we get there or if we don't. That's just the way it is. And I like this quote years ago by Henry Ford, man, when again, another one of these quotes from a great person in history where, you know, he only had an eighth grade education. Now people, people uh, used to always talk about, say he wasn't, you know, he was, he was, he wasn't intelligent. He wasn't, you know, they were always trying to harass this guy, you know, Henry Ford years ago. And the one guy said, man, he came up and interviewed him and he said, you know, I believe in you. He wasn't one of those negative guys. And he said, you know, I look at what you've created. I look at what you've done and people saying you got this eighth grade education. He said, what is your key to success? He said, young man, since you asked, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. He said, it's very simple. If you think you can, or if you think you can't, you're right. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that quote, man. Every, yeah. every time I hear uh, yeah, it. Yeah, I remember that quote. That's every cool. time I hear it, if, every time you say it, man, I love it. If, if you think you can, or if you think you can't, you're right. You're going to hear that quote a lot on this podcast because that's what we want people to do, to change their mindsets. Absolutely. Believe that you can accomplish it and put a plan together. Keep following us, working with us, because we're going to keep giving these strategies. And then let's make 2021 one of your best years ever. That's all oh, I got. Oh, man. Let's make one of your 2021 got to be great. It's going to be great. Man. But we got to be intentional for it to be great. Also, it won't right. be absolutely well listen guys i do appreciate it and coach d i appreciate you taking us out on that quote because you, if you think you can you, you know, if you think you can't you're right i love it victor k once again we're we're just i mean we want to thank you man we can't thank you enough for being on the show sharing your knowledge and, yeah, we, and again pleasure, and again we highly encourage you know anybody out there to reach out to victor not just on music victor victor is a strategist he, he, he knows he strategy so Reach out to Victor on different things, man. Any, you know, just you know, yeah. if you're just inspired by Victor, Victor knows a lot of people. But anyway, yeah. again, till next week, Coach D. Yo, we gonna do this yeah. again next week. Every week we're Wait, doing this. We got another. It, I don't hey, know listen. if we'll have a guest on next week, or it'll just be me and you. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what it'll be, but it's gonna be fun. And listen, we're gonna get Vic back on because we gotta get some. We're gonna milk him a little bit more. He got some more. <laughs> in there. We let we let him off the hook today. Oh yeah, cause I got a long, my, you know, it's long. My story long, man. Just yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. One day I can sit down with y'all in person and then you know give you the real, the real, real, real. Like, <laughs> yeah, the real, the real, the, the, the real deal. <laughs> yes, sir. I look forward to that day. The my untold friend. story. But anyway, man, thank you guys for watching. And, and I'm, I'm actually, I say watching because we actually have a video uh, podcast and we also have an audio podcast. So we we thank you for watching and listening. Tell your friends about it. Subscribe. You know, this is a movement that we, Daryl and I, and and, and, and and all of our guests, we are, we're, this is a movement. We are dedicated to making this happen and trans, helping you transform and reach every, your full potential 
working your passion. So we thank you. Till next week. Next week. Adios. And we out. We out. Peace out. See (laughs) y'all. Yeah. Good job, gentlemen.